Tennessee Defenders. It's Stephanie. And Sam. And you're listening to McHugh and American Podcast for McFly. In this podcast, we take you through McFly's singles, one release at a time. Today, we're talking about I'll Be Okay, McFly's second single from Wonderland. What makes today extra special is we have a guest speaker with us today, Meredith Hughes, your friend and mine. Say hello, Meredith. Hello. Meredith, tell us what you know about McFly right now. I know that Stephanie and Sam are obsessed with McFly. (laughs) And that's about it. (laughs) I also know that Tom Fletcher's in the band, and I know who his sister is. That's right. Yeah, you like Carrie Hope Fletcher very much. You you saw her in Les Mis in London. Twice. Yes. I forgot about that. You forced me to go a second time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Meredith, Mer- we were in London together several years ago, and, and Meredith was like, do you want to go see Les Mis with me? And I was like, oh, no, not really. Whatever. Have fun. And then she comes back and, like, had a great time, and it's like, you won't even believe. Who did she play again? Eponine. Right. You know, you're like, oh, this actress who played Eponine was so amazing. I love her now. And, you know, and eventually it comes out that her name is Carrie Fletcher. And I was like, excuse me, what? Like, <laughs> Carrie Fletcher, as in Tom Fletcher's sister. And then I was like, Meredith, sounds like you had a really good time. Maybe we should go see it again tomorrow. <laughs> and Meredith was and like, then stand okay. at stage door <laughs> and then stop her. On accident. <laughs> yeah, so Meredith's love for Carrie Fletcher is pure. Um, I, I mean, I like her. You know, I have nothing against her. I, I, but, like, I only went because of who her brother is, which is rude, but true. And <laughs> so, like, we, we went back the next day, and we saw it. It was a great show. I had a great time. I liked Les Mis. And then we did stand outside the stage door in the hopes that we could meet her, which we did. There's a picture we of, did. of us. We did. We have her autograph. That's the closest... That I've come to McFly my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive. Like, I was like, this is a picture of me and Carrie Fletcher. She knows Tom. It's basically a picture of me and Tom. No, they shared DNA. So right. it basically is. It is. It's just that American fans, we got to get our kicks where we can. Okay, we're not just out meeting McFly in the street like all of y'all from England with 17 pictures of them. I would argue your closest experience to McFly would be the concert we went to in 2012, physically distanced. Yeah, I guess I meant my closest, like, physical proof. Because, like, yeah, I was closer to McFly because we were literally in the same room, but we didn't get a picture of ourselves with McFly. I think you're overestimating how many people just bump into them on the daily over in the UK because, you know, I don't bump into the Jonas Brothers just because we're in the same country every day. <laughs> it's not like I have 500 pictures with them. Like, hey, guys! Okay, touche. They know your first name. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's Meredith! Meredith! <laughs> yeah. We're best friends. No. Because we both live in America. Touche. <laughs> touche. But I do know... Right, there are a lot of fans on Twitter, hi guys, that have pictures of themselves with McFly, usually even more than one time. So I don't think it's just like totally random where they're like, hey guys, what's up? I just saw you in the coffee line. 
but yeah, those are called groupies. Yeah, but like they do meet and greets, and um, and like you know if they're filming somewhere, or they're rehearsing somewhere, and the fans know where they are, they like they are in a position where they can just go to that place, right? I mean, that's like the time I met Josh Hutcherson. Exactly, right? he was yeah. he was in our city shooting a movie, almost set of music video. That's weird. What movie was it? I don't remember, but it was like it had Ashton Kutcher, not James Bourne. What's his name? Matt Damon? <laughs> not Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, I get where you made that connection, though, with the born. <laughs> no, no the, uh, the guy who has a brother that people like more than him. Oh, my God. That describes everyone. Oh, Liam Hemsworth. James Franco. Oh. Oh. Wait, James Franco hey. has a brother? Yeah, Dave Franco. Yeah. <laughs> and people like Dave Franco better? Yeah, because James Franco's an asshole. Well, yeah, yeah he's problematic AF. Who's Dave Franco? Why do we have? Why do we like him better? We don't even know him. Okay, you don't even know him, but that's not saying much. <laughs> Dave Frank, have you? Did you see the new Twenty One Jump Street with Channing Tatum and um? Yeah. The other one. He was in the movie. Now you see me. Dave Franco was the head popular boy that they made friendship bracelets with. Yeah, I don't remember the movie super well, but okay. Do you remember the movie Now You See Me? seen 12 movies on the planet and Johnny Depp is in 11 of them. 11 and a half. Well, Johnny Depp was also in 21 Jump Street. Which is why I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so the only part of the movie I remember is like when he like unveils at the end and is like, ah, it's me this whole time. <laughs> Google Dave Franco right now. Because I know you know him. We are here to talk about McFly, madam. He talks, he talks just like James. It's hard like this, because they're both bros. Okay, yeah, I do. His face is familiar to me. You're right. I didn't know that that... Yeah, know it's his name. generic white cis man. Mm-hmm. I, uh, face, yeah. yeah. I, I recognize him now. Uh, I didn't know he was James Franco's brother, though. But yeah, and this but, relates to McFly. But circling back to in... why that was even brought up, I think it just helps if you live in the city where the celebrities are, right? Because fans more likely are more likely to bump into... McFly, they live in London where I live. Right. If we lived in LA, we would be bumping into. I have a friend that just bumped into Sarah Michelle Geller this morning. So so cool. So jealous. Is that true? Yeah. Mm. We don't lie on this podcast, Mary. Okay. As we don't lie, as we say the information as we know it, we could be misinformed. (laughs) 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 It's not on purpose. Everything we say on this podcast is true, automatically. Unequivocally. It's law. That's the story of Meredith's experience with McFly, which is really a story of Meredith's experience with Carrie Hill Fletcher. What else do you know about McFly? Can you name the other three members of McFly? I know that there's someone named Danny that one of you loves. How could possibly know that? (laughs) And then there's also someone named Dougie that I think is Stephanie's one true love, or is that yours? I don't know. Whose one true love is Dougie? Me. You? It would be an alternate reality if it was Samantha's. That'd be so wild. (laughs) Well, I said you first, Stephanie. (laughs) Okay, and there's one more. Um, Harry? You got it! Did it! Woo! What do I win? The the applause was Our love and appreciation. Mm, okay. I didn't know it was conditional. (laughs) It is. You have to know all the four members' um, names. Do you know what instruments they play? (laughs) I'm no, just that's too much. Um, I'm assuming someone plays the drums <laughs> and some sort of guitar. <laughs> that's too much. So, as you can guess by now, 
we brought in Meredith with absolutely no background knowledge of McFly, similar to what we've done with other guests in the past. Meredith has watched I'll Be Okay. Uh, she's watched the video, she's listened to the song, and she's ready to give us her expert opinion. All right, so here's some fast facts about I'll Be Okay. Okay. Tell us about it. It was released August 15, 2005. It was their fourth number one in the UK singles chart. And the song was originally two different songs penned by Tom and Danny. And they took the best parts of each song and then put them together. That's fair. I wish I, I wish I knew what those two songs were before they became one song. I don't know. But if those were the best parts. Like, I like I'll Be Okay, but probably not my favorite. Yeah, it's not my favorite in, like, the larger McFly disogra- like, discography. But it does, from this album, it's probably one of my favorites from the album. I never think about it on purpose. I never listen to it, maybe on purpose. But when I was listening to it, like, seven times in a row for this podcast... I was like, this is a classic, right? Like, I think I've really been taking it for granted. Like, you know, if you'd asked me a couple days ago, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. If, you know, this is my, this is not their best work. But then I was like really getting into it. Apparently my classic is I've Got You because I don't know the difference between them. <laughs> I literally told Meredith, I was like, we're going to do, we're going to do it. I've Got You for this podcast. Several and times. Several times. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I went to send her the link for the video, I typed in I've Got You, and all that came up was, like, the Just My Luck performance. And I was like, where is this video? And then I realized it's I'll Be Okay. So and I was like, oh. <laughs> I also think of them as, like, peas in a pod. Um, and I like, I like I'll, I've Got You better than I'll Be Okay. I think it's just, like, it's, like, three words, and they start with I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're from the same album. They're back-to-back on the album. Just one big song. Right. I really think the, like, I think the reason that I was really enjoying myself listening to this song is because I like the video so much, right? And so I was watching the video over and over and over again. I think that's what made me be uh-huh. like, this is a classic, like, wow. Because, like, when I'm just listening to McFly songs, this I, I skip the song a lot or, like, I don't seek it out. Like, But, like, the video, I love the video. And I have some, like, pretty spotty memories of it. Um, where it's like, I don't remember all about you at all. Yeah, as we discovered last episode, where I was like, yeah, there's two parts right. missing and I'm really mad about it. And you're like, why? Right, yeah. You know, so, like, I don't, you know, I don't remember, but I remember, well, I, badly, I remember badly, right, because I was, like, the only thing I remember about this video is, like, the image was, like, was Danny hanging off of a building, ha, 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 and then I watched it, and I was, like, what? That's Dougie, like, (laughs) (laughs) so, even my memory is, like, you don't know this video, but I like it a lot. It's a really, really cool video. So, 2005, what were we doing in 2005? You know, we were all 12. Running around. Um, sixth grade. Bullying holds true. <laughs> what was I doing in sixth grade? I don't remember. Yeah, I have, like, no memories of sixth grade. What's my second year playing softball? So we were little, and here they are with their um, fourth number one single. Right. In the UK chart. I do want to say that this song... It's not very nuanced, really, right? Like, I used to listen to the song, and not when I was 12, because we didn't find McFly till a few years later, but, like, you know, I used to be, like, Tom, you know, Tom's, like, tell yourself I'll be okay, right, or whatever, and I'm, like, I was just, like, rolling my eyes, because I was, like, that's off nothing, Tom, right? Like, you know, like, like if all these things are going <laughs> wrong in your life, and you're, like, oh, just tell yourself I'll be okay, and I'm, like, how does that help, Tom? It's raining on Harry inside of his apartment. <laughs> like... <laughs> You know? I I wrote, I'll be okay on my notes, and then in parentheses underneath, I wrote, no, I won't. Yeah, you know, so, you know, he was little, too. He might have his fourth number one single, but he was little, Well, that might work when you're 20-some years old, like 18 to 20 years old. 
Yeah, however old you are. Yeah, I'll be fine. Also, what troubles could you have... No, granted, life was easy, but it just gets harder, okay? But it feels timely. I mean, like, I think I think sometimes you have to do that, right? You're having a shitty day, and, like, I'll be okay. I mean, mind over matter, sure, but... <laughs> It's kind of like that picture of the dog sitting in the burning room. It's like, this is fine. Yeah, you know? Like, I'll be okay. It feels timely, right? I feel like we all need to hear that it's going to be okay right now, right? Like, even if it's hard to believe. We're going to be okay. Tom said so. It must be true. <laughs> we said it on the podcast, so it's definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unequivocally. It is law. Ugh. But the video is way better than the song by itself. This video rules... Um, it's not as good as that girl, but so far for Wonderland, it rules. I love it. Meredith, will you walk us through your feelings? You know, you pressing play on this video that your friend sent you that you've never seen and you don't know why you're doing this and, you know, what what's going through your mind? Well, first, the hair. Danny's hair. The hair. Mm-hmm. How does, why does it have to be Danny's? Because... They all have hair. Because... Uh, no, specifically, I I don't know which one is which, but I think <laughs> I think that's the one I think it yeah, is. Yeah, if she says, "Well, first the hair," it's got to be Danny's hair because my first note was also Danny's hair <laughs> um, because it's like the the video. He starts off like a close up on his face, so if it's the first note she has, it's got to be Danny's hair. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, they all they all have got some like you know rocking hairstyles. In this video, Harry's mullet, it's here. It's time. We've been waiting. We're here. We're in mullet zone. We're in mullet range. I love it. Um, but yeah, so you've got to be talking about Danny's hair. Maybe we should give you a brief uh, rundown of who's who to help you identify them. I know which one this Tom, and that's all I care about. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds a lot like Kathleen's interview. Right, yeah. <laughs> Kathleen also is like, huh? Oh, so Harry's the one, uh, he's the drummer, but he's the one in the video that, like, most of the, like, horrible things keep happening to, right? He's the one that's getting, like, rained on and sprayed from the street and things like that. So that's Harry. Mm -hmm. He has a mullet. Danny is the one who plays the guitar center. Yeah, okay. Like, stage. So, and he's the one with the hair, I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure. That leaves Dougie to the right. So maybe okay. that will help you when you're walking through your notes. But anyway, we begin with the hair. I'm so glad that you said that because... That hair is iconic. <laughs> that hair does not change for like 10 years. I know. I know. Oh, dear sweet boy. <laughs> it's longer here though, right? Like he was always straightening it for years and years and years before he, he did change it. But it's longer in this video than it was in like the videos from Room on the Third Floor. Yeah, that's true. Because like his hair... He straightens it, and I don't know what else he does to it, but, like, it literally sticks to his face like this. Yeah, it does. I know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you could just be, like, eating your hair if it gets It's, like, in bro. his eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so funny and so cute, right? It's just, like, it's just, like, little baby Danny. Like, that was my jam in 2006 or whenever we discovered these McFly videos. Like, this will not shock you, Meredith, but I bring it up because... Contrary to popular belief, it's not always true, but I was, like, really vibing on Danny in this video, where it's, like, last time when we did All About You, like, at the very end of the episode, I was like, oh, yeah, and Danny was there. <laughs> like, I, like I, he didn't do anything, really, in the All About You video, but in this one, we're back, baby. I liked kind of, like, the sunrise, sunset effect. See, I wrote that down, too, because I really like that, too. Yeah. I said rising sun, setting sun, and I was... Basically, like, if a terrible day happens, like, it's just take one day at a time. 
Yeah, I said that the choreography of the video kind of mirrored the changes in perspective, like the lyrics suggested. Um, there were a lot of moving parts, and so like at one point it looked like he was laying on a bed, but he was actually standing up because then like the wall moves. So it kind of mirrors what the lyrics are actually telling you. Uh, I liked the um, camera angles. They used camera angles a lot, and they used them well. Yeah, I made a note of that too. Like, I think that's why I love this video so much, right? Like this, like yeah, the, the like the tricks they're playing with, like perspective, right? Where like seems to be lying on a bed, but they're actually standing up. And I feel like it's really sophisticated. Like this is, you know, this is not my favorite McFly video up until this point, and like they definitely have more sophisticated videos. And also less sophisticated videos, right? As they go on, but in this moment in time, this is their this is their sixth music video, and I think that it's the most just like interestingly shot, just like critically um, sophisticated one. It's very dynamic. Yeah, like the fake backgrounds that get moved and turned and turned or pulled apart. Um, you know, this like this camera work is more advanced than anything they've done so far. Yeah, I think the moving parts remind me a lot of Love is Easy. It reminds me a lot of that one with, like, moving parts. Yeah, that one's also a really good video. I'm excited for us to get to that one. But, like, yeah, for now, you know, they, you know they've you know they really sort of stepped up their game here, I feel like. Yeah, it's well-directed. It's very nicely shot. I wasn't sure why they would hook a hose up to a sink for me for a loop, but I don't know either. I wrote about that, too. What did I say? I, oh, I told Danny to do his dishes. Because the sink was just full of dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, I hook my I hook a hose to my sink sometimes to fill my turtle tank. So maybe Danny has turtles. Well, I don't think that's what they were doing. You don't know. Well, he did okay. something wrong with the plumbing because whatever he did, it made rain in poor Harry's apartment, and he was just sitting there with his little pots and pans, like, oh, okay. I know. poor Harry. Then he looks out his window, and his friends are at a party. With- <laughs> <laughs> to the party. Yeah, I mean, and I said it again later. So I'm, I'm jumping ahead in the video, so I want to I want us to like circle back, but like towards the end when they're doing the like you're not alone, you're not alone like riff. So and then all of his friends are in the apartment where it's raining, and then all of these assholes have umbrellas, but Harry still does <laughs> interject and say Harry wasn't the mistreated one in this video. They pushed Dougie off of a building. You're right, Dougie. (laughs) And then, and then, they like, Tom attempted to murder him. First of all, it was Tom. He pushed him off. Tom was like, man, this guy's too cute. Boom. And like, doubled him off the building. And then, when they did that, everyone was like, oh my god. And they left him dangling there. (laughs) He's just like, I'm okay. And I'm like, baby, you're going off a building. And your friends are just like, oh, shit, what do we do now? <laughs> Stephanie, you always like the one that's abused in the group. <laughs> she likes an underdog. I.e. Kevin Jonas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have appreciation for wounded animals. <laughs> the underdog. <laughs> the underdog. I made the same note, though. Like that, I was like, Tom pushed Dougie on purpose. <laughs> right? Like, 
first of all. And, and then I was like, and then they all just go back to singing and he's just hanging there. And Dougie and Harry need better friends than these losers, Tom and Danny, can provide for them, right? I'm just like, come on, you guys. You can hang out with me. I'll be your friend. I'll take better care of you. I won't push you off buildings or have parties without you. Bring an umbrella for myself and not for you. <laughs> You'll at least share. <laughs> yeah, I will at least share my umbrella. I would like to go on record that I would actively and very excitedly share my umbrella with Harry Judd. I'm sure he appreciates that. He better. When he hears this, he'll... I'm knocking on your door. Harry, give me a call. These friends are being horrible to you. He's like, 15 years have gone by and I've never forgotten. <laughs> I'm still mad about it. Yeah, he has like a grudge every time they get together, and everyone has like, like, damn them! <laughs> Come on, Harry, I won't, you know, I'll take better care of you than these losers. Like, it's just, it's raining, and he's looking out the window, like, I remember that time Tom and Dougie didn't give me an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> remember that time they didn't invite me to their parties? This just strengthens my conviction that Harry is the most under appreciated McFly guy. I will say he didn't get pushed off a building, but okay. <laughs> You're right. He did not get pushed off a building, but I mean like historically, if you take all the evidence, right, across episodes and videos, it seems to be Harry. This is the first time that we're like, wow, these losers are really mean to Dougie. That's true. Yeah, he did. I mean, I think, I will think, I do think that Danny was like accidentally like, oh no, Dougie fell somehow and I didn't mean to do it, right? It was an accident, but Tom did it on purpose. He did. Like, that was an elbow, just out. Straight up. <laughs> Boom. Maybe he's just clumsy. No, he did on purpose. You know, like, Tom, like Danny's, like, patting Dougie on the shoulder, like, yeah, my buddy, you know, you'll be okay. And Tom's just like, yeah, you'll be okay. <laughs> this one, <laughs> this one time, this connects, I swear, but this one time in fourth grade, I'm the Danny of this story. Um, there's this guy on the monkey bars, and, like, my friend and I really wanted him to get off the monkey bars so we could be on the monkey bars because he was, like, hogging them. And so, like, we started tugging on him. I'm pulling on his ankle and, like, his shoe, right? And this is important because one second later, my friend just ups and pants him. Like, you know, she just literally grabs his pants and just pulls them down to get him off. <laughs> And we both got detention for pantsing this guy. And I was like, ah, ah, no. Like, I was just, like, pulling his foot. I didn't even touch his pants, I swear. And I feel like that's like Danny when Dougie's hanging off the building, right? Like, he's like, we were just patting him. I don't know what happened. And Tom's like, <laughs> I didn't even know you could get detention in the fourth grade. Oh, yeah. I was so embarrassed and so ashamed. Anyway, Danny was innocent. Tom did on purpose. So basically, Tom's the villain in this story. Tom's the, one, <laughs> yeah, Tom's the one that has a party without inviting Harry. He pushed Dougie off a building. But he also sounds like a child in this. I was a child when this was filmed. Maybe he just didn't understand. <laughs> maybe he didn't mean to pants Doug off that building. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was like, stop hogging the monkey bars, bro. <laughs> You know, how things just go too far sometimes, <laughs> and you don't mean for it to happen. That's that's what this is. Maybe, maybe, but not even your eyebrows can save you this time, Tom. Okay, Meredith, I have to know. Stephanie and I have been speculating for months. Are you going to ask me who my favorite is? We need to know your favorite, or like who you think is the cutest. 
Okay, so... But this is going to be hard without knowing their personalities. No, we're doing based off looks, boo right now. I don't know. I don't know. I, we were right about Kathleen, and I feel very confident that when we test this with our other friend, Kelsey, uh, we will be right about Kelsey. But Meredith is the hardest one. I do have a Am guess. Am I a wild card? You a little bit are. I do... I have a guess. I, I have, like, a top, like, top one or two. Like, I think you will Sam's say, like, I have four guesses. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're definitely going to say one of these four people. No, like, it's between two for me, right? So, like, there are two that I don't think you'll say. I have a picture of them in suits. And I just have a picture of them, like, you know, hanging out in their clothes. I would say you know my type, Stephanie, but judging on what you thought was my type with that other guy that I showed you earlier. Okay, but you admitted that was your type. I said maybe with his face. Okay, so here they are in regular clothes. Okay. I'm in suit. Hmm. Actually, I think the suit one is a little bit disadvantaged yeah, I know. because one of them has a beard. <laughs> I do like a beard. <laughs> um, he looks tiny. Who uh, looks tiny? That one. Who's that one? Okay, yeah. He does! He looks like no, three I feet. I was agreeing he with you. He looks like three feet shorter than the rest of them. Um, something weird about his face. Okay, now you have to pick one. Uh, okay, well, so, in this picture, this one, but in this picture, this one. It's the same one. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> one in the regular clothes. I meant to say Tom in this picture. <laughs> She's like, so in this picture, this one. But in this picture, this one. <laughs> I meant to say Tom in the first one, okay? I knew it. So that's Harry. I meant to say Tom and then Harry. So either yeah, or. I don't exactly know. That's exactly what I said <clears throat> in my notebook. Physical evidence. I'm calling it now. Meredith's favorite will be Harry, maybe Tom. <laughs> what did you say, Steph? I was fine with whoever you picked as long as it wasn't Dougie. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I just knew, like, yeah, like, I would, like, like, I just, like, knew it. Who I just, I feel so So, because this Well, is, according this to my horoscope, I fall in love quickly and then fall out of love just as quickly. So, it's probably good that I have right. two favorites. But to be honest, um, I think Harry would be a great match for you. Well, we I am available. He, he's not, Whoever's sorry. listening, if you are attractive and kind, I'm available. <laughs> Also, McFly, because you're rich. I'm assuming I am available. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel so validated because you're the also the only one that I put two guesses down for, right? Like when like we played this game with Kathleen, and Kathleen was easy, right? Um, yeah. So I was just like, it's Tom, right? There was no like maybe this or maybe that. And then for for Kelsey, like I just have one guess. I'm like, this is who it's gonna be. And I'll, I'll kind of be shook if I'm wrong. Though I'm factoring personality, and she doesn't know personality. So maybe I'll be wrong. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that was very rewarding. So as I'm listening to this music video, slash watching, my mom was over at my house. And she's like, is this for that pod thing? And I was like, yes, mom, this is for the podcast. And she goes, 
they sound like they're trying to be the Jonas Brothers. And then I gave her a history lesson, Whoa. and I was like, Mom, they came before the Jonas Brothers. And she was like, really? Okay. <laughs> was that an instance where your mom was just trying to relate to you? No, it was or? not. In her, in her defense, I did go through a very serious Jonas Brothers phase in which I had Jonas Brothers wallpaper that I made myself. You act like you're the only one in this podcast right now. Okay, Stephanie. Yeah, the only reason that we're all sitting here today talking about McFly is because Stephanie was obsessed with the Jonas Brothers. I, and that's what I told my mother. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. I said, Thanks, that's Kevin. how Stephanie found McFly. Little J bros. And then changed Sam's life and yours. You know, going to that Jonas Brothers concert, the Happiness Begins tour, I have to admit that I was prejudiced against Kevin, and I apologized to him at the concert, and... He didn't respond, but uh, it's okay. His butt was too rocking. He couldn't hear you over his ass in those jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably. know. <laughs> Kevin's butt. Kevin literally is the most unappreciated person I've ever met in my life. Listen, Kevin's butt, Tom's eyebrows, just dissecting Harry's mullet. But speaking of fashion choices. I also have a fashion choice. I hope it's the same thing. Go. Oh my God. Is it about Dougie's painted nails? Yeah. On one hand. On one Just hand. one hand. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't even notice. When he's, I didn't notice. His until left he... hand when he's hanging on the yeah. building. <laughs> he just has his left hand painted. It's black. <laughs> oh my god, you're right! But I... I you're right, but I didn't notice that the other hand didn't have it. That's amazing. <laughs> he's like, oh, I only have time to paint one, so let's do my <laughs> left one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he did his left one because he's, he's right-handed. He's just like, right, everybody who paints their nails know this, Dougie. Don't worry. It is harder to paint your dominant hand. We get In between it. takes, he's just blowing on his nails like, I love them. What was your fashion choice? Mine was about Danny's earring, which is not no. new, right? He's had it before, but... I feel like I noticed it a lot more because because we were talking about how his like hair is so close to his face and then his ears are sort of sticking out. And so I just like I'm shook every time I see Danny's earring. Like I just think it's super sexy. So, you know, like men, are you listening? Uh pierce ears are hot. Also, PSA, every time I see a man with pierce ears on dating app, I swipe left. <laughs> Send them my way. I love it. I don't think Danny's pierced ears are sexy so i'm on meredith's side with this one well you think almost nothing about danny is sexy to be fair that is very true i do think he has a great yeah. smile i do appreciate the freckles yeah that's do love that smile i like i said i was vibing on danny this video right the earring the hair the smile also danny's scarf cracked me up too yeah i made notes about all this finally i just stopped taking notes about danny and just wrote danny is so beautiful wow right because otherwise <laughs> like my notebook would be full um, but I want to say, I want to use this moment as a transition, which is, Danny is so beautiful, wow. And the world is starting to notice, except for Stephanie and Meredith. Remember how a few, like, you know, like, one of the first one or two episodes, you and I were talking about Danny as, like, is he the front man? Why is he called the front man? Tom's, this is Tom's band kind of thing, you know? And so we were sort of, like, trying to track it, because... Meredith, for context, what happened is that there was an interview between McFly and last year where Tom was, like, talking about how they had, like, prioritized having Danny's vocals on some of the new music that they had just released last year. Um, And they were like, yeah, we felt like that really vibed with, like, the vision of the band and, like, you as a front man. 
uh, like, he was, like, talking about it like a change, right? And I was like, I feel like Danny's always kind of been the front man. Like, are you just now noticing that? Right, but then I was like, is that just my own bias for Danny? But totally unbiased, even though, like, so pretend someone that doesn't, like, just write Danny is so beautiful, wow, in their notes is saying this to you so you'll believe them. But he gets more screen time in this video than any of his bandmates. Um, like, I literally tried, after I'd watched it two or three times, I was like, okay, now I'm gonna watch and, like, specifically watch for Dougie or Harry. And it was actually really hard. Not, in, like, especially in the moments where they're playing, right, the performance shots. Um, right, obviously it would be, you know, it's different when they're doing the more narrative shots, but, like, it'll, like, it would literally flash to, like, Harry for, like, five seconds. Not even, right? It'd be like, one, two, bye, Harry. One, two, bye, Dougie. But then they would really linger on, on Danny. And so, like, he gets all the screen time, and then he also like, assumes this kind of, like, narrator role in the video, right? So, like, he he starts off singing, and he's the one that, like, will really look at the camera and be, like, when everything is going bad, and, like, he's sort of singing to the audience, like, he's singing to the camera about Harry, right? Harry doesn't really look at the camera, right? So it's, it's more like da Danny is narrating for the people at home what's happening with Harry, right? So you get Harry being rained on, but it's Danny who's looking at the camera, or, like, when he's, like, all your friends have better things to do, and then Danny, like, pulls aside the, like, wall curtain to show the party and, um, and things like that. So, um, and he's the one, you know, so he has this, like, narrator role where he's, like, sort of leading us through everyone else's shots. And I think he does sing a lot of lead in this, because, like, there are parts where you might think that Tom is singing because Tom is the one on the camera whose lips are moving, but he's, like, Tom is literally lip-syncing and it's Danny's voice and Tom's camera parts. I don't think I believe that. It's true. Like the part I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not like the whole, not every single time, right? Tom does sing in the song. We all know that. But like, like the part I'm thinking of specifically is when Tom is laying on the ground and he's like singing the chorus for like the, you know, the, the third time. It's Danny. Well, when it's a chorus, it's all of them. But it's not just Danny. Yeah. Tom does take the harmony in some parts. Do you yeah. think, who did you say that it was a mashup of the, Two songs that they they independently wrote was Tom it? and Danny. Do you think that Tom sang the song that Tom wrote and <laughs> Danny sang the song that Danny wrote? So funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like this, like this isn't me like dissing on the rest of them at all, but I think this like idea of Danny having evolved to be the front man isn't really true. Like I think he just sort of always kind of was. I think we need more evidence because we were arguing in the very first video of Five Colors that Danny was the front man because he's, you know, the one driving the car, the one that's like in the middle. So, but this is the first video where you're like, definitely he is the front man. But because they shared screen time and like vocals, whatever, with all the rest of the videos. He wasn't even that much in the last video. I think it's just, yeah, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't super in, like, there wasn't a lot of focus on him in the first video, really, or, yeah, in All About You. Like, not, I'm just, like, thinking about, like, where the camera, what the camera is telling me is important, right? And, like, like you know, like, Danny gets all these, like, slow-mo shots on his face, right? And, like, he ends the song, you know, like, before they turn their back and, like, the sun sets and it fades to black. Like, he, you know, he brings his hand up, he's cupping the mic, and it's, like, a slow zoom in on his face. And, like, no other band member gets that sort of, like, slow zoom in. I think that, like, the audience is being signaled by the camera to, like, be like, this is the one. And I think it's just because, like, you know, this is their second album. And, like, Danny, I think, has always had, I mean, they all have fans, but I think Danny's always had a lot, a lot, a lot of fans. And even Tom, like, I read an interview one time where Tom was like, yeah, Danny, Danny gets all the girls that are, like, 
you know, like loud and, you know, like screaming. And, you know, and he's like, I get the ones that want to marry me. <laughs> right. You know, so like he gets like these like, you know, back when they were new and all their fans were teenagers instead of in their like 20s. But also, I think I don't think judging like how much they're on camera is like an accurate representation because the camera is going to show who's singing at the time. But not I mean, not not always. Um, you know, like Harry never sings and they still show Harry. No, but Danny starts the song, so they're going to, you know, zoom in on his face for, you know, he's starting the song. He ends the song, so why else? So they would zoom in on his face. I think we just need more data. Yeah, I'll keep collecting it since you don't since you don't believe me. But, but like, I'm not saying that Danny's the most important or whatever, whatever. I'm not saying that either. I just think that the arguments that you're making are, like, flimsy at best. Because screen time doesn't equal leadership role because Dougie has an entire video to himself later on. And he's definitely not the front man. Right. Yeah, I guess I don't mean, like, screen time equals leadership. I just mean that, like, the screen time equals whoever does the band's PR is pushing Danny as the one that's going to, like, get everybody's attention. Right? Like, at some point, they decided he's the one, he's the face of the band, right? So maybe not even, like, the leader of the band. Like, the PR people, the people behind the camera, have like, have decided that they want Danny's face to be the thing that sells this band. Well, can't you argue that there's more than one front man? They're front men. I mean, it's, it's either Tom or Danny. It's definitely not Harry or Dougie. Yeah, well, couldn't the, it be both? Like, Yeah, but the question we're trying to answer is, like, because that interview with Tom, he was like, this is suddenly a new thing. The question we're trying to answer is, is it a suddenly new thing? Or has it always been a thing and Tom's just not noticed? Blind, he wants to think that he's more <laughs> important than he is. Uh, Tom's very important. I'm super important. The band would not exist without Tom. He started this band. He named the band. Tom's amazing. I just think we need more evidence for frontman Danny. Because I'm for two frontmen. Yeah. Which, like, I think everybody is with McFly because obviously Tom and Danny, like, Tom's a leader. Danny's the one in the middle. Right, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, like, me personally, I want it to be, yeah, more evenly split. Like, when all those lost songs were coming out, I was like... Let Tom sing! Oh my god! Right? And, like, I love Danny, and I love Danny's <laughs> solo stuff. Um, so it's not like I was like, shut up, be with your dumb voice, right? But I was like, let Tom sing! This is my fly song! This is a Danny Jones solo album! Um, so I, I'm for the split, but I just think that there's been, like, some kind of marketing PR decision that has been made early. I don't think they did that a lot with the first album, because they were still trying to get their footing. So I'm interested to watch the next two, because, like, the first video for this album was kind of, like, not a real McFly video, in my opinion, because it was yeah. for charity. This one and then the next two are just for like McFly songs because I haven't watched those videos in God knows right. how long. So I'm interested to see if what you're saying yeah. is true we'll or not. Keep collecting evidence, but I did notice it this time. I was like, "This is a lot of Danny." It's because Harry and Dougie were having the worst day, and Tom is the worst friend. I thought it was a lot of Harry. I thought Harry was in it a lot. Right, because yeah, he sort of gets to be like this schmuck. You're right. Like Harry is in it a lot. Everyone needs a scorned man. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening is, like, Danny is, like, this narrator, and Harry's, like, this character, right? And so it's, it's almost like Danny's, like, let me tell you a story about the saddest schmuck in the world with a broken window <laughs> and no friends, <laughs> right? Like, so it's, like, third-person omniscient. Yeah, like, <laughs> Harry gets a lot of, like, screen time, but it's still sort of, like, Danny's still the one that's, like, un literally unveiling what's going on, right? He'll literally, like, pull something aside to be, like, Look at this. Now now look at him being sad on the street. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you know, so like, 
it's still like I feel like it's still sort of Danny centric, even though Harry is like on the screen a lot. And then there's the power struggle when Tom purposefully pushes him off the building. Yeah, Tom pushes Dougie off the building. Yeah. Oh, whatever. They're all the same. <laughs> I thought it was Danny off the building for 10 years, you know, because I hadn't seen the video in so long. My brain was just like, obviously it was Danny, if you remember it. Okay, which McFly guy would make the best pal? Not Tom. <laughs> Based on this video's evidence, not Tom. Um, I don't think Danny either, because he tells everybody your business about you being sad. Right. This guy's so freaking sad. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the sad one then, because I always like people to be sadder than I am. Right. I I feel like it has to be Harry. That would be the best. Like based only on this video's evidence. He'd be a great person to mope around with. I mean, like, to, like to be honest, like Harry, it, even he doesn't complain that no one brought him an umbrella. He doesn't right. like text them mean things like, "Why didn't you invite me to the party? I fucking hate you now." He didn't push Dougie off a yeah. roof. So I feel like it has to be Harry because, like... I could also argue Doug because Dougie literally does nothing. But he shows up without an umbrella for Harry. And he does show up without an umbrella and he did go to the party. So the at the party. I do think so. it should be... Do you think it would be Harry? Would be the best. I think it would like, be Harry, too. Harry's the best Mc, McPal. Which, you know, he's also the biggest McFly fan, right. so... This is also, like, his, like, 17th award, if we consider this an award. What was the title of the award? Most okayest friend. So then, like, that brings us to the most thirsty award. Mm-hmm. Stephanie. Always. But it has to do, like, in the video. Mm. I honestly could not think of one. Yeah, I don't really have that many. It's not, like, a romantic song, right? Here, I wrote, these are my, these are my notes for thirsty. Danny okay. lying on the TV. Danny's little smolder at the camera at the end of the song. Danny, heart, heart, heart. When does Danny lie on the I'm TV? I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> not usually. It's not, I don't always recommend or even really feel like that often recommend it. But, like, that was all I got, these ones. Was, uh, yeah, working on a theme here. Okay, so explain Danny lying on the bed. That one. When explain you, that one. Uh, How was that thirsty? Is he, like, inviting you with his crotch or something? Well, he's, like, he's laying on the bed, right? And, like, Tom's, like, you know, Tom's, like, you're sleeping with the TV on. And then it's just Danny laying on the bed. And I was just, like, I also only want to watch Danny and nothing else on my TV. Like, good choice, Tom. (laughs) No, but... Tom is literally, like, you're sleeping in your, you know, like, you know, you're sleeping in your empty bed, you know, staring at the TV or whatever the line is, right? And I was like, Tom has a bad for Danny, right? You know, you heard it here first. Clones. Tom has a crush on Danny. Clones, baby. He, he lies in his empty bed and watches Danny on TV. Clones, baby. When G's out of town, Tom's just, like, in bed watching <laughs> old videos of Danny. Yes! <laughs> That's what I'm saying! It has to be the thirstiest one! <laughs> Like, Tom is so thirsty for Danny. He's lying in his empty bed, sleeping with the TV on. And it's just Danny. (laughs) You're sleeping with the TV on and you're lying in an empty bed. Yeah, that's the line. (laughs) It's literally just Danny. And then he just gets up and he walks away. I was like... Tom is bad for Danny. I'm telling you, phones is real. <laughs> Listen, you do not watch. You do not watch TV. Like you do not just want put one person on on TV while you're lying in your empty bed unless you thirsty. <laughs> so my thirsty award nomination is Tom. Is Tom's thirst for Danny in that moment? Meredith, do you have any nominations? I did not even tell you about these awards. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You <laughs> almost told me the wrong video too. So. <laughs> Sorry. Just be glad she showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
we got him here somewhat prepared. I don't know. I was going to say Tom, too. Why? He just looks like a thirsty bitch. Flones, baby! Flones, <laughs> baby! I love me some flown. I don't really have thirsty nomination either. There's nothing that jumps out at me that was like, this is the thirstiest one right here. Unless we're like talking about Harry keeping it on his friends at a party. Yeah, but that was more sad than thirsty, which is why I would argue that Tom yeah. keeping on Danny on the TV is thirstier. <laughs> Yeah, Harry Harry was just sad. <laughs> but Tom was thirsty. And it was more like he was imagining them at the party. It's not like he was peeping Harry through windows. Like, like he's not a peeping he's Tom. He's not like... <laughs> yeah, he's not a, a peeping, peeping Tom. Tom. <laughs> it has to be Tom, you guys. about peeping Tom and Danny on yeah, television. Peeping Tom yeah. and well, TV Danny are the thirsty couple. I do want to say this is our second thirsty award to go to both. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Tom's just got a real bad for Danny. It's not his fault. I mean, you would True. too if you sit if you spent the last 17 years of your life standing next to this dude who gets like low, low, low <laughs> with the mic. <laughs> right? Like no one taught this poor man how to <laughs> Not treat the mic like it's some kind of, like, phallic symbol. He doesn't lick it. No, but he, like, orbits it, right, in a way that Tom and Dougie do not. I have a question. I have never (laughs) heard the word orbit used in a sexual manner. (laughs) Until now. (laughs) Sam, do you orbit phallic-like images? No. What do you mean? But, no. Sam's a cock tease. (laughs) No, I'm talking, I'm, t- I'm talking, we've talked about this before, like, Danny's thing where he, like, gets underneath the mic. Yeah, but I never thought it was a sexual thing. I thought it was just because he's weird. I mean, just I think it to- is just because it's weird, but it is, like, a weird way to interact with a microphone. Like, huh. You know? I'm imagining all the gay porn I've seen. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Like, like, you know, like, he was, like, he was getting, like, low, 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 low. And I'm like, what are you doing? Stand up! <laughs> So, do we have any final thoughts, comments, opinions about this video? The, I do want to say one more thing, okay. just so we can. I want to put it out there, and then we can put a pen in it until uh, we watch the other singles. I think it's really interesting, like that this video, or not even the video, really more like the song, "All About You," and then "I'll Be Okay." Are there singles from Wonderland so far? We've got two more to go, so we'll be listening to those next. Wonderland, which we'll talk more about in the Wonderland album episode, is but it really takes a dark turn for McFly, but we're not seeing that reflected in the singles so far, right? Like I'll be all about you and I'll be okay are like sweeter songs, right? All about all about right. you is romantic and and I'll be okay is about things going wrong, but it's still sort of like a it's not a slow song and it's sort of like got this message of like you got this, right? And so I feel like that's sending a certain message about the album. That's false. That's false, right? Because the rest of this album is so sad. Right? <laughs> Except for, like, you know. And so I just think it's interesting that the first two singles they chose, these, like, sort of lighthearted, like, fun Well, songs. they foreshadowed it with Sad Harry. Right. True. Yeah. But also, maybe it's, like, one of those things, because, you know, like, when you start listening to music that's kind of, like, racy, according to your parents or whatever, and your parents are like, what are you listening to? And so you, sh- you show them song from the same band that's not as racy right and they're like oh, okay maybe that's what they're doing. 
Because, <laughs> like, it's still 2005, so all their fans are, like, 15. And, and they're like, I'm not going to buy you this really sad album about, like, death and suicide and stuff. And, and like, you're like, no, no, mom, it's really romantic and fun. Like, listen to All About You. It's their first single <laughs> from the album. And they're like, okay, great. <laughs> but yeah, they're just trying to be radio friendly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I really think that might be it, you know, and this changes of course with Ballad of Paquet, which like is one of the singles, right. but, but that, that, that hasn't happened yet. Right. Like the last one and the album obviously is released before the last single is released. Right. You already bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. Yeah. I you thought this was happy. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> But I think you're probably right, you know, like, yeah, like, trying to be radio friendly and, like, trying not to, like, isolate their audiences, but they are psyching us out right now, for sure. But anyway, we'll talk more about that when we get to the album episode, but I wanted to put it out there right now that they're playing a trip on the public in this time in 2005. I'm telling you. <laughs> tell you. So those those parents will buy this album. Right. It's, no one dies, Mom, we swear. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Meredith, so much for joining us today. It was great having you. I love having special guests on this podcast. Because I love talking to Sam. It's nice to have a fresh American perspective. Thanks for having me. (laughs) But if you want to talk to us outside of this podcast, and we want your honest opinions and comments and everything like that, you can follow us on our socials. You can find us on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, at MakeHoo the Podcast. And if you want to follow us personally, you can follow my personal Twitter at Steph underscore to do, P-O-D-O. And I am on Twitter at Sam underscore Edmonds, 122. And so we will see you next time with I Want to Hold You. Just remember, everyone, it'll be okay. (laughs) Just tell yourself I'll be okay. So I know where to cut. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Hi, Galaxy Defenders. It's Stephanie. And Sam. And you're listening to McHugh, an American podcast from McFly. And from McFly. <laughs> <laughs> also, Meredith, uh, after we do the little intro, I'll introduce you and be like, say hi, Meredith. So that's when you'll know. Okay. I'm just sitting here, like, watching the... We'll do this like intro and then it'll be like today we have um our a special guest, our friend Meredith. You know Can you not say um? No. No, I edit those out. Okay. (laughs) Today we have um what's her name? (laughs) Um this stranger off the street. (laughs) The person that wanted to mow Stephanie's lawn. That would actually be amazing. <laughs> like, cause like our mission is to just bring McFly to the American people. So we just start we just start pulling in people that just come over to like deliver the mail. <laughs> like, this is my mailman. <laughs> this week we have the FedEx guy. Say hi, FedEx guy. I ordered this package from Amazon specifically so you could be on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, listen to this song and tell us what you think. <laughs> <laughs>